strawberry and loofah. David X. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It has been a minute, yeah. hasn't it? It's been a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I looked. Our last episode was like December. It's like, wow. Yeah. Well, We've I, been slacking. We have been slacking. Well, I don't, it does, certainly didn't feel like slacking. I think we had, mm -hmm. uh, well, we had the holidays, obviously. And then I just came back from uh, the Czech Republic. Yeah. How was that trip? It was, uh, it was good for all the work stuff was good. Um, however, when I left, uh, you might've heard about this, uh, coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. The, it's the beer thing, right? Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a different No, that's thing. actually, that's, that is actually a story where people are like searching for the Corona beer virus. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds, I think I've had that virus. Maybe in, mm -hmm. maybe in high school, but the uh, <laughs> college, <laughs> college yeah. um, Zima virus, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That the Zima virus is virulent. Um, <laughs> the, the, but the uh, uh, so when I was leaving, uh, that news was that was that was just winding up, and then uh, when I returned, you know, a week or ten days later, uh, it was in full swing, and so I got to see the kind of before and after of uh, of, of the airports, and mm -hmm. uh, man. Uh, it's, uh, it is honestly spooky to walk through Heathrow, you know, terminal five and see all these people with masks on. Um, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it does give you pause, right? It's, it, it kind of freaks you out a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. when I was flying back, uh, I was going through border control in the UK and, uh, there was some poor dude there with a mask on, uh, he was Chinese and was surrounded by border guards uh, none of which, none of them were, you know, within 10 feet of him, you know, they just like set him off to the side in the, in the arrivals hall and they had surrounded him and they were like asking him questions and like very clearly were like detaining him until somebody could show up with a plastic bag to throw over him. Right. Um, wow. Yeah. It was, uh, it reminded me of a uh, children of men, right. That movie, mm -hmm. it was, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it was a little spooky. Um, it's kind of like if this is how the zombie movie starts, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Not good. Not, not good. Not great. So I was happy to see, though, that um, some archivists were uh, contributing to the cause. Did you see this? No, no. What's what's going on there? So the so a bunch of rogue archivists uh, were had collected something like five thousand studies of coronaviruses and uh, threw them open to the world. Um, you know, hmm. these studies are all you know paywalled, um, and these archivists were like, "Well, this is uh, in the interest of humanity. We are going to open up all this research to everybody." Um, wow. So, yeah, like a really, uh, it feels a little bit Robin Hoody, right? It feels noble. Mm -hmm. Like Reed mm -hmm. Elsevier doesn't need the money. Um, and so uh, it's, is it is it illegal? Sure. Um, mm -hmm. Is it noble? Yeah. I mean, it probably is. So I thought that was great. I thought that was great. Interesting. Are they, are, are the uh, copyright holders fighting back? I'm sure they, well, um, if they don't, then they just surrender the copyright, right? So I'm sure they're. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're upset. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, I don't, you know, uh, do you remember the game, uh, Plague Inc? Plague Inc? Is that it? I, no, I never, I never played it. Uh, so it's fun. It's like a, uh, your job is to create the most effective plague. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you can start with a virus or a bacteria or a, you know, there's several other kind of, uh, 
biology is that you can start with. And then, you know, okay, you can maximize for spread. You can maximize for, you know, okay, so introduce this symptom. And, uh, you know, they give you kind of a budget for adding these different attributes to it. So you can kind of influence its mutation as you go through. And mm -hmm. the gameplay is like you're looking at a map of the world and you're like, okay, you're starting with a common cold in uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, mm -hmm. And then the game, and then you know, as you play the game, the plague spreads, and so you know you can employ different strategies like um, maximize coverage, right? So make it mm -hmm. as virulent as possible, and then introduce the the terrible symptoms, you know, so you can mm -hmm. kind of sneak through. Because once you mm -hmm. trigger a public response, then it becomes a lot harder to spread, right? Okay. Um, and so you know, because you're playing in the person of the plague, um, mm -hmm. and so or you can do you know super virulent and uh, and lethal. Um, anyway, it's a it, morbid but it's kind of a fun game and it, it, it reminded me of a uh, obviously it was it was on my mind uh, this week as i was yeah so they yeah and it's and they uh yeah the, the makers of that are saying uh like do not use this for like real world use right <laughs> right, right. <laughs> they're like pleading yeah. Yeah, yeah this is not a simulator <laughs> this is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the the funny thing is that uh they're like it, it to me it sounds like uh lemonade stand for like plagues yeah 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 exactly or like a railroad tycoon yeah right yeah, yeah. and then we did when i was in mba school we had a uh like a, i think it was a marketing class or something like that and the, we had this thing it was on floppy disk and everything it was called pharmasim where you figure out um like okay how you know how am i going to formulate this this um this like think of it like nyquil right and you know what medicine am i going to put in it how much am i going to sell it for mm -hmm. and so for us we we just like put all our chips on add more alcohol to the formula <laughs> and we were like we were kicking butt um in terms of uh the results it's like raise prices and add more alcohol and it was like it was selling like crazy yeah yeah checks out mm -hmm. that checks out yep yeah i'd buy that yeah, yeah. um Oh, and I got a, uh, I got a, I got a book recommendation for you. Uh huh. So uh, you might remember that I, uh, I finished the Neil Stevenson series, uh, the Baroque Cycle, yes. um, recommended to me by a fan of the show, uh, Evan Rose. Um, and so uh, the Cryptonomicon, uh, System of the World. Uh, there's another one, in the, another one of the titles in there. I'm forgetting. Anyway, it's a trilogy. It's great. Um, and uh, like a good nerd, I was reading The Afterword by Neil Stevenson and where he referred to another set of books that influenced, mm -hmm. uh, that taught him kind of what he says is it kind of taught me everything I need to know about what life was actually like in the, in England in the 60, mm -hmm. late 1600s. Well, mm -hmm. I went on to, uh, I went on to the, to the internet, you know, and uh, looked up the book mm -hmm. and for $5 American, I could get all three mm -hmm. volumes of this book. And so I said, so Ebooks or or like no like dead trees like phone books <laughs> and they, yeah well they are almost as thick as phone books yeah uh, mm -hmm. in fact I think they're meant to be textbooks um, mm -hmm. and uh, anyway I I'm only a few way I'm only a little ways through the first volume but I can really recommend this as like a super readable um, uh, almost like an ethnography I guess what do, what do you call mm -hmm. it um, it's this guy does a just a complete overview of like what life was like from the 15th century to the 18th century and kind of like what you would eat and how you would dress and what kind of did it. So it's called civilization and capitalism from the 15th to the 18th century. And there's a uh, three volumes in there by a, uh, uh, Fernand Braudel. We'll put a, put a link in the, in the show notes, but, um, man, super readable, really fun. Like, uh, I, I was talking to you earlier. Uh, I got, 
I'm, you know, 20 pages into uh, a deep technical discussion of how to estimate populations in the 15th century, and uh, it was way more interesting than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I thought I would, I thought I would wow. skip over that section, but yeah, it's really uh, it's really fun. It's great. Yeah, yeah. For me, I'm I'm reading uh, a biography of uh, Lavrenti Beria, you know, the uh, henchman of of Stalin. So oh, yeah. it's yeah, it's uplifting, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like you think you have a bad day at work, and you know, it's like yeah, wow. But um, no, that's cool. And you know, the funny thing is, uh, I know you're a pocket user and everything, and it's like. For me, it's like I'm, everything I, I see in Feedly, I'm, I'm like throwing stuff into Pocket and then reading it or listening to it text-to-speech at 3x when I'm walking my dog. Mm-hmm. And I got – you know how like sometimes you get like the Google Maps, here's your progress for the year, or like a, basically a year-in review sort of thing mm-hmm. of how you did. I got one – and it, for the cases of Pocket, it was – they were doing it to – you know, it's like, hey, here's how you did. And I thought it was great marketing to get you to buy up to the premium tier. Mm -hmm. And it said that, um, so this email, and I put the link in the show notes that I read 9 million words, uh, equivalent to 122 books. Whoa. And I'm, yes. And I'm like on pocket, I'm a one percenter. Good for you. That's great. I, no, it's, I think there's something (laughs) wrong with me, you know? (laughs) Yeah. No, I think, no, I I think it is good. I mean, think about the 122 books is a lot. That sounds like a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's like I don't know, uh, more than two books a week, uh, sure. just just on that, on top of the regular books I read and listen to, and all that. Yeah, that's great. Oh, that's great. Well, my experience of you is that you are very well read, so this checks out. I feel that way. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. I get this is the same feeling I get when a Todoist sends me their end of the their annual end of the year report, um, and uh, yeah, likewise, I'm a one percenter on Todoist, surprising nobody. Um, yes, <laughs> but is it also like a cry for help or, or is it like they have like a hotline that you can call the, <laughs> that's right. Here's your annual report <laughs> and, and here's some recommendations for therapists. You should go see yeah. counselors standing by. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dave, what's going on with the show this week? Yeah. Well, all we're going to talk about, uh, this week is, uh, wearables. Nice. Okay. That's it. Mm-hmm. So like watches and you'll find out. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Dave, if uh, folks need links uh, to your, uh, to your pocket pr- productivity report or, uh, or they, <laughs> or civilization and capitalism, um, what uh, website should they go visit? Yeah. They want to go to dgshow.org. So D's and Dave, Jason Gunner show.org. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and up there you'll see, you'll see the cutting room floor and I'm sensing a theme uh, in the cutting room floor this week. This is uh, mm-hmm. generators. Yep, yep. We got a uh, Open Street Map Haiku generator, uh, Welsh password generator, um, which <laughs> is great. Um, a tweet generator to mock venture capitalists, which mm-hmm. is also pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, uh, I think you like it. A new favorite of yours is the uh, Lacroix flavor generator. Yeah, yeah. My, my, <laughs> my car, I'm staring at the page right now um, with my current favorite, which is uh, the, the delicious Lacroix flavor fresh shawarma <laughs> delicious delicious refreshing mm. yeah. <laughs> garlicky yeah. that's great all right so what do we have in wearables today okay so you remember a while ago when we talked about the the stab resistant suit yes uh, of course yeah 
Yeah. So now the, and you probably heard about the kid backpacks that are bulletproof or bullet resistant. Yeah. 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 Now they have a kid's bulletproof hoodie. Yeesh. And so $450, which is amazing. And then it has a lifetime warranty. If you get shot, I'm quoting the webpage here. If you get shot, God forbid, with our hoodies on, we'll send you a replacement hoodie free of charge. Just include the police report or news clip. God. That is grim. Yeah, that's customer service for you there. You know? like... <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't include like a bundle. Like, okay, 450 It sounds like a lot, but we're also including a million dollars worth of life insurance. Right. Yeah, that too. Why yeah. not? That's a good. That's a good idea. They should team up with the uh, life insurance people. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh... Get a discount for wearing your hoodie. Yeah, that's right. If you get shot wearing it, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No. And I mean, you know, if the parents knew that there was a, a million dollar payout at the other end, they would make sure that the kids were wearing it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. This is, this is taking a dark turn. Okay. So uh, d- help help me out. Send me send me in another direction here. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's turn you in a bizarre. Let's take you to Japan. Um, so, um, so in Japan, they have a service called uh, My Family that's offering to sculpt realistic, order-made masks depicting your family's pets. Masks for the pet. No, a, a mask that you would wear of your pet. <laughs> so I could order uh, a mask. It would fit over. Is it like a plastic mask, like in the front? Scroll down, scroll down. Good lord. Yep. <laughs> okay. What I'm looking at is is the picture of the week. <laughs> is the picture of the week, which is an actual full blown like George Lucas uh, industrial light and magic mask over your entire head. That is that looks like this person's holding a cat, and the head is it's like a giant version of that cat's head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I could dress up as Rosie. Yep, exactly. For, yeah, for uh, Halloween or for two thousand six hundred eighty dollars plus shipping. <laughs> God, which, uh, by the way, is a surprisingly cheap. Mm-hmm. I yep. mean, for the quality of craftsmanship that I'm looking at in this JPEG. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, it's a bargain at twice the price. <laughs> God, I, I think. If you order something like this, I feel like you should just immediately be put on a watch list of some kind. <laughs> like, the stop. pocket watch list. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, no, thanks. Okay. Next. Yeah. All right. Okay. So you're an AirPod guy. Right? I am. Yep. Did you, did you get the new ones for Christmas? I, I did. I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, what do you say? Uh, I'm, I'm a fan. I love them. Battery life is great. They fit great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like the noise canceling is fine. doesn't have to be great. It's fine. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I can run in them without having the boom, 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 boom sound you usually get when you get the noise isolating, you know, so oh, right. Okay. In. Right. Um, yeah. They cleverly, they put a little, uh, vent in there somehow, uh, so that, uh, you don't hear your own brain sloshing around when you have them on. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. So okay. yeah, no, huge fan. Okay. So there is a design flaw with, the AirPods, though, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There's no carrying strap. Like, yeah. like if you take it out of your ear, where do you put it? Yeah, it goes in my pocket, and every time I do that, I think about the ear infection I'm about to get. Yeah, and I, I have people, like, I, I've talked to so many people that had the AirPods, and they 
they all, they always lose one, right? Mm -hmm. It's, you know, and, uh, and actually I'll have to find it. There's actually, uh, one of these prank people that they have AirPod stickers that they just put everywhere, like on the ground and stuff (laughs) that somebody had like an AirPod laying on the ground. Yeah. 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 So I'll have to dig that up. But fortunately the fine folks from Nordstrom have an answer, uh, to your uh, prayer. So for 60 bucks, you could actually get an AirPod carrying strap. Oh, nice. Is it like fancy? Is it like made of like 14 karat gold or something? Scroll down. <laughs> you know what? Good for Nordstrom. Good for Nordstrom. Mm-hmm. God bless him. Yeah. So that's like, there you go. And and so it's like, it's isn't it kind of retro? Um, but it's like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, uh, so what I'm looking at is a, I guess, a, a necklace for, mm-hmm. for AirPods. Uh, and it looks about as complicated as a bolo tie. Yeah, or the other way to look at it is, you know how like before you had the AirPods that were like truly wireless. You know, you had the one that would be like, and one would go in one ear, one would go in the other ear, and you would have a cord that would connect the two, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then the next fashion iteration is like, no, I got to have totally um, cordless, right? Yeah. So this sort of this retro fashion, you know, <laughs> put the cord back. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, for sixty bucks, yeah, can't beat it. <laughs> Can literally not beat it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, man, you know what? Good for Nordstrom. Good for Nordstrom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How about how about uh, wearable dead man switches? Would, would you be into that? Yeah, I'm listening. That sounds great. Okay, so there's a new thing called uh, bus kill. Okay. Get it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so it's USB. They have this USB kill cable right? That works as a dead man switch. Um, so, um, so like, you know, like on Linux, you, you have, uh, um, uh, UDEV, mm-hmm. right? That it's like you plug something in, UDEV would be like, Oh, somebody just plugged in a CD and I want to mount it. Or it plugged in a USB drive and I want to mount it or I want to do whatever. Mm-hmm. So, and whenever it's removed, it could also signal a UDEV event to do whatever, unmount, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, so what this does is it uses UDEV that whenever you unplug the cable, it will trigger UDEV commands of your choosing, which would be like lock the screen, wipe the hard disk, wipe particular directories, uh, and all that. So all you need to do is connect one end of the cable to your uh, USB port mm-hmm. and connect the other end to your belt. <laughs> and as long as you are never separated from your laptop. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so somebody runs along and you know pulls your laptop away, um, you know, and you have it safely fastened to your belt, mm-hmm. as people do. Um, <laughs> it will, it will, uh, it'll erase it. So the prototype is out there. They expect, you know, like if you want to do it yourself, it's like twenty to forty-five bucks if you want to build your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. So I understand why they started with the laptop, but I feel like uh, we're maybe we're just a uh, uh, one step away from. Something like this, maybe uh, maybe the USB is like woven into like a bike chain, and it's like wrapped around your waist, and then the other end is no a chain wallet. <laughs> chain, chain wallet, wallet. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for your phone. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, All exactly, right. exactly. All right, let's file the patent application. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, man, uh, do you live in fear of somebody stealing your laptop off a table at a cafe or whatever? Yeah, the the you just don't go to cafes if you're that worried about it. In my mind, um, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't have this fear. I just 
I kind of, I kind of don't care. Like if, yeah. uh, like if somebody grabbed it, I'd be like, well, oh, that's too bad. You know, if they can get through my encrypted disc, good for them. Um, if, uh, if not, um, then it's not like I've lost anything because everything I have is, you know, backed up onto the, yep. onto the cloud or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. I'm thinking that this is, what is it? Dread Pirate Roberts or whatever. The, the guy that did the, um, Silk Road. Yeah. That's how he got caught. Like he was in like a library or something like that. And then they had like an, uh, an FBI. I don't know if she was, uh, an agent or they just talked to this lady, but she like was in the library and then screamed and then the the suspect like turned around to look and then all these people like grabbed the laptop before he could do anything to it like lock it or you know power it off or anything like that. Oh, okay. Okay. This makes more sense. So, um international yeah. drug dealers. Right. Yes. Yes. Makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, if I was an international drug dealer with a history of a uh, taking out um, assassination contracts, I would definitely spend 45 bucks on Buskill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And that, that, you know, the, and I think that the chain wallet idea for your phone is, that's a good one too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Let's, let's talk about one other thing uh, about meeting deadlines. So, okay. you know, we've talked about this in the past. Was it the, the Eisenhower chart or, you know, that two by two chart of what's important and urgent mm-hmm. and, uh, and, you know, it could be not important, not urgent, uh, important, urgent, like all the different mm-hmm. four combinations and everything. And so, you know, a lot of times, you know, we get busy, especially like coming back from the holidays or vacation or something. And then you just are on the hamster wheel of meeting after meeting after meeting. And um, so you end up doing what's uh, urgent, mm-hmm. um, may not be important. It may be important and urgent, but if you're like, like, Lately, for me, I've been like so overscheduled with like meetings and stuff like that. Um, I I run into a situation with this article it calls time poverty, mm-hmm. and where you don't have um, you don't have the time to do the things that are important but not urgent, right? So things like make your will or or do strategic planning for your team or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, and what's interesting is that there. They, they talk about um, your decision-making processes themselves actually get worse. It, you know, like whenever it's like, oh, I have things to do, it's it's much more uh, people tend to want to do the easy thing that they could scratch off the list, mm-hmm. even though it may not be important. But it's like something that they can knock off right away. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what, and these are things, nothing new to a lot of people. But what they talk about is um, – uh, they, they say that um, one of the proposals is, and this is to how to get your teams to, you know, work on things that are important and uh, not urgent and, you know, strategic things. And, you know, they talk about the concept of what they call pro time or um, proactive time is what they call it, where what you need to do is actually schedule time to like in your calendar, like an appointment with yourself to actually think and knock stuff out and mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I've been, I've been trying it myself, uh, since the new year started and I'm like having mixed success where, you know, I would schedule, um, I, I was using, uh, there's an, um, a thing in Google calendar for the mobile app where you could, uh, schedule like a habit or I, I think we talked about it before. Yeah, like, sure. Oh, I want to, I want to run three times a week or mm-hmm. whatever. 
Um, so I would schedule this that it would be, I want to schedule it for three times a week for two hours, mm -hmm. figuring that I get um, two out of the three I, I get, and one just like falls by the wayside. And it will actually go out and it'll actually carve a, a busy spot on my calendar out. It'll find it um, a couple weeks out before my calendar books up. And so far it's been, it's been an interesting result in terms of like a lot of times I don't have the time you know, to, to, you know, it's like stuff just keeps getting scheduled over top of it. And, or I don't have the block of time, you know, where it's like a two hour block with a 15 minute call right in the middle of it to totally crush any momentum that you build up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Or you're, you're thinking about the meeting that's coming up in an hour and you don't want to miss it. And you're, you just don't have that time to like clear the mind out. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've been, I've been trying it and, uh, and I've been, uh, I'm still doing it. I'm going to see if it works or not, but um want to get your take on it. See if you have a similar issue and what, what your thoughts or advice would be. Yeah, I've got the, I, I've got the same problem. Um, in fact, my, I have my time poverty is such that um, my staff now understands that if I ask them, if they want to talk about something, they, they have some important topic they want to bring to me. I say, okay, go find some time on my calendar. And they say, are you kidding? <laughs> yes, okay. exactly. Yeah. And imagine trying to get three people like that scheduled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I tried to do that, and it took. I was like, last week, I tried to get me and two other people scheduled, and it was like months. Yeah, that it was. Yeah, it was like, oh, May, we're open on Saturday, you know. Although, you know, it's funny because I because so you and I have that same experience, and then at the same time, you have a whole set of meetings that seem less important than that thing that we were talking about. And I know that's true because when you really need to get something, you get all three of them on a chat or on the phone or whatever. And then we walk through the calendar to be like, well, can you skip this or can you move this? The, yes. Okay. Good. Great. Yep. Reschedule or whatever. And so we can definitely reprioritize. Um, anyway, the whole thing's broken. The solution is uh, only schedule a meeting when you absolutely have to, and definitely don't schedule a recurring meeting unless you absolutely have to um, yep. and do anything necessary to make those meetings as short as possible, right? Um, so, like, move discussions to documents and stuff like that. Um, unfortunately, that only works if everybody's doing it. This is like email, right? Um, yep. Uh, your calendar is an inbox that anybody can add to. Um, uh, so, yeah, no, I've had... I go through spasms of organization where I try and apply something like this. I do like the idea of separating pro time, you know, important time versus urgent time. Mm -hmm. That makes sense to me. I find that the fatal flaw in this plan is that I can't even get to the first thing, which is I can't schedule any time of any kind, um, right. you know, uh, and let alone start distinguishing between the blocks of time that I've got. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I really wish I had a, I had a better solution to that. I really wish I did. Yeah. 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 Well, and speaking of meetings, uh, shameless plug, I had a, um, I don't know if you saw it. I had an article that went out on enterprises project of mm -hmm. how to do uh 10 tips to run more effective meetings in 2020. Yeah. 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 Well, my Google alert so, went off when that got published. Oh, yeah. 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 So gave, gave you some tips there, basically going back in the vault of some of the things that we, some of our norms that we try to establish. Um, we try to, at yes, least. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, one, thing I, one thing I have done recently, just to be the kind of change uh, that you want to see in the world, is I did take, uh, I now have two separate team meetings that are that are weekly, and uh, and I have ground those down to 30 minutes each from an mm. hour. Um, okay. And so that has actually been successful. Uh, cause you know, meeting times, you will fill the time available. You will figure out a way to, 
um, mm-hmm. to make that work. Um, and so I just constrained the time available and, um, mm-hmm. the meeting is the, both of the meetings are head spinningly quick. Um, yes. but, uh, but, uh, I think they're effective. Looks like they, they, yeah. they feel as effective as they were before. I'll put it that way. I've had, I've had meetings like the other, the other, I think it was Friday last week or something like that. I had like, uh, let's see, like 16, 30 minute meetings in one day or something like that. Like the head spinning kind, like you said. And it's like, I was just, I wanted to get off this ride. You know, it was like bad, you know? Um, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta budget time to like change context yeah. and, and all that. Yeah. 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 That's right. That's right. Hmm. All right. All right. So of all these, which is your favorite wearable if you had to pick that, that you would, uh, you would mm. wear? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, the Bulletproof hoodie is, uh, morbid. Um, the cat's face, I think we can all agree is deeply upsetting. Um, Mm -hmm. the AirPod strap is ostensibly useful. Uh, the USB cable kill solves a problem I don't have. Uh, I think I would, I'm going to surprise myself by saying the AirPod carrying strap. I think that's the one I'm most likely to use. Okay. So we all know what to get you for, um, (laughs) your birthday. (laughs) That's right. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. I look forward to uh, uh, several hundred AirPod carrying straps come June. <laughs> yeah. So in case you ever lose one. You're really <laughs> yeah. That's right. All right. What about you? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I need to invent that, uh, the chain wallet, the uh, USB uh, yeah. uh, phone chain wallet. That's That's, yeah, that's, that's my exit strategy. Yeah. I'll be customer number one. That sounds great. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You could be the, you could wear like a bowling shirt or one of those like mechanic shirts, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Dungarees. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm going to change my whole look. <laughs> yeah. Get, get the hair slicked back. It'd yeah. be great. Yeah. Yeah. Like Fonzie. <laughs> All right. All right, Dave. Um, uh, what website uh, should people go if they want uh, links to the, to your uh, more effective meetings? Um, mm-hmm. or to this horrifying cat mask or, or the LaCroix flavor generator as a nice, more importantly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They want to go to uh DG show.org. So D's and Dave, G's and Gunner show.org. All right. Happy new year, Dave. Yeah. Happy new year. <laughs>